Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking Newspaper for week ending Saturday the 25th of November 2023. This is Chris and your other readers are Kathy, Jeremy and Pam. The editor this week is Eleanor. All are members of Team One. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhampstead and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless stated otherwise. This week's headlines. Health Campus. Tributes to a journalist legend. 20 family centres set to close. These and other stories follow. Here is the news. Hello, this is Cathy. An ambitious plan for a new healthcare campus in the heart of Hemel Hempstead could make services more accessible and support economic recovery, say health partners. An outline agreement has been made by Decorum Borough Council, West Hertfordshire Teaching Hospitals, NHS Trust and the NHS Hertfordshire and West Essex Integrated Care Board to explore the viability of an integrated health campus at the former Market Square. The decision follows exploration work which has highlighted the advantages to residents and the wider regeneration of the town centre. Council leader, Councillor Ron Tyndall said, This is very early days and a full study will be commissioned to develop detailed proposals for this potential campus. The evidence gathered so far suggests that the former Market Square site has several advantages. It is in an accessible location, in the heart of the town centre and the council owns the land. Additionally, it provides a focal point as part of our wider ambitions for the transformation of the town centre. We believe that this would be an exciting and highly beneficial development for the town and wider borough. Locating an integrated health campus in the town centre would help consolidate healthcare services in a modern purpose-built facility in an accessible location. The authority says it is a flat and well-connected site and the Water Gardens car park can provide parking for the new facility. It would expect to increase footfall into the town centre, supporting businesses and economic recovery and bringing underutilised land back into use. The next step will involve detailed discussion with multiple partners to develop an accurate understanding of the financial costs and benefits to deliver the scheme. Jane Halpin, Chief Executive, NHS Hertfordshire and West Essex ICB said, the next step is to explore further how services currently on the Hemel Hempstead Hospital site, as well as primary care and potentially mental health and community services, could be brought together into a purpose-built and accessible facility. Providing these frequently used and much valued services together offers huge potential benefits for the local population and will address significant challenges related to the state of the existing estate. We all recognise that further work will be needed to establish the best ways of achieving the potential of the site, but are collectively committed to taking this concept to the next stage. Sir Mike Penning MP is also backing the project. He added, I am delighted that at last we have positive news for healthcare in Hemel Hempstead. It is great news that the NHS is working together with the council to seriously consider bringing new health services to Hemel Hempstead. The Market Square location is ideal. It is a level site with excellent public transport access to every part of the town. From the start of this endeavour, I have warned against creating false hope. Even though it is still in very early stages, there is every reason to be optimistic that this will go ahead. A good news healthcare story at long last. Hello, this is Jeremy. A long-serving Hemel Hempstead journalist has died aged 97. Daphne Hughes, a former chief reporter at the Hemel Hempstead Gazette, passed away peacefully in her sleep at her home in Berkhamsted on November the 3rd. She is survived by her two sons and two grandchildren. Friends say 
Until recent weeks, Daphne had remained active, walking the length of Berkhamsted High Street to do her shopping and retaining a razor-sharp mind, up to date with the news and discussing the Russia-Ukraine and Hamas-Israel conflicts. She was reported to say, I have had an excellent life. I have absolutely no regrets. Born and educated at Hemel Hempstead Grammar School, Daphne started work at the National Provincial Bank in Tring before becoming an apprentice journalist at the Gazette, earning £1.25 a week. She worked on six newspapers, doing three stretches at the Gazette alongside raising her family. During her time at the Gazette, Daphne helped to launch many youngsters on their journalistic careers and she was described as a gentle and encouraging mentor. She was a regular attendee at council meetings and was knowledgeable in planning matters, helping to cover the public inquiry into the A41 bypass, among other controversial appeals. Following her initial retirement, Daphne decided to return part-time and in latter years concentrated on court reporting until increasing deafness caused her to retire finally in 2008, aged 82. According to colleagues and friends, the journalism stalwart trained on the job at a time when pavement pounding, knowing local police officers, firefighters and headmasters and keeping a telephone book handy was everything. Former colleague and friend Hartley Milner said, among her many other qualities, what Daphne had in spades was patience and tolerance which I'm sure was sorely tested after I joined the Gazette fresh from college in the late 60s. Yet she mentored me with a calm, guiding hand always, as she did with so many others who went on to have long and fulfilling careers. R.I.P. legend. As well as her talents and dedication to journalism, friends name gardening, dressmaking and Christmas cake baking among her repertoire. Hello, this is Pam. Over 20 family centres are being axed across Hertfordshire. As well as the 26 closures, county councillors have agreed that charges could be made for some of the family support services group activities, with concessionary rates to ensure all families can still access services. The changes are part of a package of measures drawn up to reduce the cost of the service by around £750,000 and they were agreed by a meeting of the Council's Children, Young People and Families Cabinet Panel. As a part of the existing network of family centres, there are currently 10, one in each of the county's 10 districts, that are staffed Monday to Friday. They will continue to operate as usual, but the remaining 61 family centre premises are only open when they are in use, with some said to be used only for office space for staff or storage. At the meeting, councillors heard that of these, the 26 premises earmarked for de-designation were not used regularly for group events because they were either in the wrong place, too small or not accessible for families and they were told the move would save an estimated £251,195 a year. Councillors were also told that alongside plans to charge for group activities, that may include sessions such as rhyme time or stay and play, there were plans for concessionary rates. Executive Member for Children, Young People and Families, Councillor Fiona Thompson, stressed charging would have to be proportionate and reasonable. And pointing to the idea of a concessionary hearts card, she said it was vital that families who needed the services could still access it. Liberal Democrat councillor Steve Jarvis said there would be questions over how the council had got itself into the position where so many premises were not being used for service delivery. He questioned whether the savings associated with premises, 
including those within schools, would just be transferred to another council budget. And he said how the concessionary scheme would operate would be critically important. Labour councillor Nigel Bell also raised concerns about plans to charge and said he was still concerned that vulnerable families might be cut off. And ultimately, Liberal Democrat and Labour councillors went on to abstain from the vote on the proposals. In favour of the changes was Conservative councillor Paula Hiscox, who said they were looking at the best use of our resources. And Conservative councillor John Graham suggested the report showed the council was not wasting residents' money and was making the best of our resources. Councillor Thompson said, from a financial perspective, it was vital the council delivered services in the best way possible for residents. She acknowledged the thousands of families that use the council's family centres on an annual basis and said they were keen for that to continue. The proposals were subject to three months of public consultation running between July and October, with staff attending more than 25 community events. This week in history, November the 23rd, 1963, the first episode of the BBC TV serial Doctor Who was screened in Britain. The Doctor was played by William Hartnell. <clears throat> November the 24th, 1864, Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec, French painter famous for his scenes of Paris lowlife, was born in Albi, southern France. On this day last year, Cliff Richard was on BBC Radio 2 to play his new Christmas single, Heart of Christmas. November the 25th, 1984, Britain's top rock stars responded to a call by Bob Geldof, gathered together under the name Band-Aid to record Do They Know It's Christmas in aid of the Ethiopian Famine Appeal. On this day last year, fans in Qatar were left frustrated but hopeful after England laboured to a nil-nil draw with the United States in their second World Cup game of 2022. November the 26th, 1983, gold bars worth £25 million were stolen from the Brinks Mat Security Warehouse at Heathrow Airport. On this day last year, an independent culture review of the London Fire Brigade exposed incidents of racism, misogyny, bullying and prejudice. And on November the 27th, 1944, between 3,500 and 4,000 tonnes of high explosives went off in a cavern beneath Staffordshire, killing 68 people and wiping out an entire farm. A bid to block plans for thousands of new homes in Hemel Hempstead has failed. At a St Albans City and District Council Planning Policy and Climate Committee meeting, Independent Councillor David Mitchell called on authority leaders to scrap a 3,100 home proposal in his ward. Councillor Mitchell, who represents Redbourne, accused council planners of having no exceptional circumstances to redraw the green boundary around the land between the edge of Hemel Hempstead and the M1. He referenced a document which Troy Planning and Design handed to St Albans City and District Council on behalf of Redbourne Parish Council. It reads, SACDC has provided no exceptional circumstances required by the National Planning Policy Framework in order to consider the release of green belt through the local plans. The Troy Planning submission adds, there is significant utility infrastructure located east of Hemel Hempstead, including gas pipelines to the Buntsfield Oil Depot and electricity transmission lines. Nowhere in the local plan or in the evidence base does it explain how the existing utility infrastructure is going to be addressed as part of the proposals despite this being a clear strategic matter that should be considered a potential showstopper to development proposals at Hemel Hempstead. 
The new builds in Hemel Hempstead are proposed as part of a larger scheme for 11,826 new homes in the years up to 2041 across the St Albans district, which includes the city, Redbourne village, Harpenden and London Colney. The Hemel Garden Communities allocation would take 4,750 of these homes in total. Next door, Decorum Borough Council, which covers the existing Hemel Hempstead Town, Berkhamsted and Tring areas, is also preparing a local plan for 14,345 homes between 2024 and 2040, including 11,742 in and around Hemel Hempstead. Councillor Mitchell, talking to the St Albans plan, said, I think one of the stumbling blocks in our local plan is the Hemel Garden communities. There are so many issues there that have yet to be resolved that it could be the thing, the thing which brings the whole plan down. Yes, I would like to see these sites removed from the local plan. Councillor Sharon Hollingsworth, Liberal Democrat councillor in Sandridge and Wheat Hampstead, challenged Councillor Mitchell at the committee meeting, which took place on Tuesday, November the 14th. Councillor Hollingsworth said, I think we all have sites in our wards and adjacent to our wards that we perhaps don't consider to be appropriate. This is the point of a consultation, that those points are made, not that things are taken out early because you don't like them. We all have housing figures that we need to reach and we all need to take our hit. Councillor Hollingsworth pointing, pointed to a planning inspectorate decision to grant permission for up to 100 homes at Bullens Green Lane in Colney Heath, which is in the Green Belt, taken on appeal after the local planning authority refused permission for the scheme. In the decision, Inspector Krista Masters identified acute housing delivery shortages and acute affordable housing need, which became very special circumstances for building in otherwise protected countryside. Greenbelt doesn't necessarily mean sites are safe, Councillor Hollingsworth said. Having a local plan does help us try and save more, as, sorry, save more aspects of Greenbelt and do things in an organised fashion. The Full House pub in Hemel Hempstead reopened on Monday after an extensive £550,000 makeover. The transformation to the Weatherspoon pub has included a full redecoration with a new entrance lobby and a beer garden. An additional 10 jobs have been created at the Marlowe's venue, which has been managed by Steph Robinson since June 2021. The pub, which first opened as a Weatherspoon in 1998, has undergone a refurbishment to the customer area, as well as some behind-the-scenes upgrades. Manager Steph Robinson said, Weatherspoon's investment in the pub highlights its commitment to its customers and the town itself. We are also delighted to have created new jobs. Myself and my team will look forward to welcoming customers back into the full house and we are confident they will be impressed by the new look pub. Businesses which regularly make payments abroad are being invited to take part in a free online clinic to discuss their company's individual financial needs with Tring-based foreign exchange expert Michael Vaughan. Michael, who is director of foreign exchange company Swift FX, will be hosting the 30-minute clinics during January and is inviting local businesses to sign up now for the chance to gain valuable insight into the foreign exchange market and learn how working with a broker could make settling invoices and international transactions even easier. Since launching in 2022, Swift FX has emerged as one of the leading foreign exchange brokers in the UK, handling more than £25 million worth of transactions on behalf of its clients in its first year alone. Michael said, Understanding the foreign exchange market can be tricky and making the wrong deal at the wrong time can prove costly. Against a backdrop of economic uncertainty that can only be bad news for local businesses. During these online sessions I will work with businesses to demonstrate how working with a broker like SwiftFX 
can save you time and money and give you the reassurance you need to grow and develop your overseas operations. Throughout his 17-year career, Michael has held a number of key positions in the foreign exchange industry. In 2022, Michael joined forces with David Hodgson to form Swift FX, which is now a trusted foreign exchange partner to businesses and individuals across the UK. Police and Crime Commissioner David Lloyd has signalled that the County Council and the police are working more closely together to address financial pressures. Speaking at a meeting of the County Council's Public Health and Community Safety Cabinet Panel, Mr Lloyd highlight, highlighted significant, significant budget pressures. He said his own office, the Constabulary and the County Council now had an agreed process to address the financial pressures that we are all facing at this point. And he said that process would enable each organisation to fully understand each other's plans, where demand sits and the impact different budget decisions may have on the other organisation. I think there is still plenty of work for us to do to ensure that one partner doesn't make a decision that has an impact which perhaps has not been thought through, he said. It is difficult to get there, but we are working on that, and my officers are very much involved in that. Reflecting on the financial position, Mr Lloyd suggested record police officer numbers may be maintained. If we maximise council tax, we may be able to continue to have the most police officers that we have ever had, and we should be able to broadly stay in the same place, he said. But there are significant budget pressures. I don't need to tell members of this county council about how difficult public finances are as they are everywhere. So we are having to look at every possible aspect to make sure that we still deliver one of the most effective and efficient police forces in the country. Young people from Decorum were recognised at an awards ceremony organised by Hertfordshire County Council. The Young People's Awards Ceremony marked National Youth Work Week. Those award awarded were nominated by Services for Young People, SFYP, youth workers and advisors after showing resilience, determination and compassion. The ceremony took place at the Hemel Hempstead Young People's Centre and awards were given out by Councillor Caroline Clapper and Council Chairman Terry Douras. Among them was 17-year-old Savan, who completed the SFYP Pathways to Success programme. Savan was supported to apply for an apprenticeship as a television production assistant, which he has now successfully completed. He said, This time last year I was in a position with no qualifications, but fast forward a year later I am back on track and getting to work in something that I am ambitious about. I would like to remind everyone that hope is never to be lost. A musical 10-year-old lifted spirits during a busy commute in Euston when he could not resist the lure of a public piano. Max Beera Smith and Mum Serena from Bobbingdon were about to catch a train when he spotted the instrument. The youngster immediately sat down at the piano stopping crowds in their tracks with his rendition of Sweet William by 1920s composer B. Billy Mayo. Serena described the moment. It's great he can share his talent and bring a cheerful song to a very busy bustling station where people don't stop. There were lots of people looking around to see where the music was coming from and smiling, people stopping on the stairs by the piano to watch his hands and families coming up to watch and kids clapping along. Some people were filming him too. It was just nice to see people's faces when they realised that this big piece of music was coming from a little boy. Max began playing piano when he was seven and according to his mum, began playing grade eight pieces, the higher end of intermediate level, a year ago. Now, Max's natural talent is a daily part of family life. Serena added, I will hear that he's downstairs on the piano trying to copy or make his own songs. 
Music is a massive part of him and he's super lucky to have an ear for it. He says his brain goes to a different place when he plays. Visit his YouTube channel www.youtube.com slash at to enjoy more of Max's renditions. There were more hospital admissions for people in decorum with eating disorders last year, new figures show. Eating disorder charity BEAT said early access to treatment is crucial, but many of those seeking NHS treatment experience very long waiting times or are turned away. NHS figures show there were around 95 finished hospital admissions with a diagnosis of an eating disorder for people living in decorum in the year to March 2023, including 15 under 18 year olds. It was up from 90 hospital admissions in 2021 to 22 and 40 before the pandemic in 2019-20. The figures are rounded to the nearest five. Across England, there were nearly 28,400 hospital admissions with a primary or secondary diagnosis of an eating disorder in the year to March 2023, down slightly from 29,000 the year before. However, it marked a 35% increase compared to pre-pandemic levels. Of the hospital admissions last year, nearly a quarter were children. Beat spokesman Tom Quinn said, it is very worrying that hospital admissions for people with an eating disorder continue to far exceed those seen before the pandemic and that in the year to March 2023, the number was only slightly lower than the record level seen in the previous year. Early access to evidence-based treatment in the community is crucial to prevent the need for more intensive and costly treatment in hospital. He added that many patients faced long waiting times or were even turned away. The data also shows provisional figures for the current year with 11,750 hospital admissions recorded between April and August. So far in decorum, there have been some 40 admissions for eating disorders in 2023-24. Mr Quinn said healthcare staff are doing all they can, but the government is failing to give these services the support they need. A Department of Health and Social Care spokesperson said, we're improving eating disorder and mental health services, investing almost £1 billion in community mental health care for adults with severe mental illness, including eating disorders, by 2024. Capacity at children and young people's community eating disorder services is also being increased across the country, thanks to an additional £54 million government investment. Tring Park School for Performing Arts is today revealing Claire Sweeney as its new patron. The much-loved actor, singer and television personality is joining the community of long-standing patrons, including choreographer Matthew Bourne, and the school said it is honoured and excited to have her on board. Currently appearing in Coronation Street as Cassie Plummer, Claire has had a long and diverse career. She has not only star starred in a plethora of primetime TV shows, such as her breakout role in 1991 in Brookside, but also on stage in musicals, taking on the much-loved characters like Roxy Hart in Chicago. Alongside her role in Coronation Street, Claire is further demonstrating her versatility by training for ITV's Dancing on Ice and appearing in The Good Ship Murder. Claire first began her training in performance arts as a teenager, so knows exactly what the students at Tring Park School have in store for them and can offer practical guidance as they progress through their vocational study and into the industry. She has a long-standing history with Hertfordshire-based performing arts school and explains, I have a close affinity with Tring Park School my godson was once a student 
and I have many friends in the industry that have attended. It is a wonderful place. The work Tring Park does to provide a creative environment where young performers can flourish and excel is truly outstanding. The core values of excellence, creativity and res resilience run through the corridors of the school and I look forward to supporting them in further nurturing the actors, dancers and musicians of tomorrow. Tring Park School is a co-educational boarding and day school providing education and training to young people from the age of 7 to 19. Pupils receive training in the performing arts and that is combined with academic studies. Principal Simon Larter Evans said, We are thrilled to have Claire on board as patron of the school. Not only is she a highly successful actor and one of the most in demand on stage and screen, but she is fully aligned with our ethos of supporting young performers both in their vocational and academic study. Her extensive experience across many areas of performing arts is invaluable and will make her an incredible asset to the school and its students. We can't wait to get started on our future many exciting plans for the future. To mark International Fraud Awareness Week, Hertfordshire Shared Anti-Fraud Service has released details of some of its recent successes. The Shared Anti-Fraud Service investigates acts of or attempts to commit fraud against the County Council. Hertfordshire's District and Borough Councils as well as neighbouring local authorities. Over the last 12 months the team has undertaken over 250 investigations, recovered £1.9 million in council tax fraud, detected over 100 instances of blue badge fraud over 20 instances of education fraud and 20 relating to social care. Earlier this year, a Hertfordshire man was sentenced to 10 months in prison, suspended for 18 months and ordered to pay the council £12,000 in legal costs after making a fraudulent claim for damage to his daughter's car. Investigations showed Mr Collings had discussed the fraudulent claim with friends and analysis found the damage could not have been caused by a pothole, as claimed. In another case, a woman was ordered by the courts to repay over £5,000 after an investigation revealed she had remarried and moved to the Isle of Wight but failed to notify her landlord. This fraud cost taxpayers more than £42,000. Council leader Richard Roberts said the authority is committed to ensuring public funds are used correctly for those in need. He said where fraud is detected, we'll use every power available to bring the perpetrators to justice and recover as much as possible so that it can be redirected towards the services we know our residents and businesses want and need. Visit Hertfordshire gov.uk forward slash services forward slash business forward slash consumer hyphen advice forward slash safs dot saspx Now we come to the information slot. This is followed by the obituaries, what's on and any more news. Round the Clock Surveillance is being installed at Hertfordshire County Council's network of recycling centres to cut down on theft and vandalism. 38 break-ins have been recorded at the Council's recycling centres in less than two years, with thieves targeting metals, batteries, electrical items and even stealing a skip. But from December, CCTV at the sites will be connected to a central 24-hour control room. Anyone caught on the sites will be warned using a loudspeaker system and, if necessary, the police will be called. The increased measures were highlighted at a meeting of the Council's Environment Panel on Tuesday last week, the 14th of November. Recycling Centre Service team leader Andrew McGinn told councillors, In December this year, security at all sites will be significantly improved, addressing the issue of intruders stealing valuable recyclables and assets and causing damage to property. 
Existing CCTV systems at all sites will be connected to a contracted monitoring company who will immediately respond to the presence of unauthorized persons on site while the site is closed. They will do this by issuing a verbal warning through a tannoy system and ultimately calling the police to attend. Following the meeting, a spokesman for the County Council said that the 24-hour surveillance was one of a number of measures that were being introduced at the centres. Since the start of 2022, Hertfordshire recycling centres have suffered 38 separate break-ins, said the spokesperson. Typically, the thieves target metals, batches and electrical items, with some organised criminals even stealing the skips used to store the waste. These thefts have a material cost to the council in terms of lost revenue as well as thousands of pounds to replace stolen or broken items. A number of initiatives are being introduced to tackle the problems being experienced including the use of smart water tagging, installation of container trackers and the introduction of a CCTV monitoring service. Slipper Swap at Hemel Hempstead Library on Thursday the 7th of December 2023. Come along to Hemel Hempstead Library, the Forum at the Marlows on Thursday the 7th of December 2023. The event is running between 10am and 1pm. What is a Slipper Swap? Older residents and people at risk from a fall can swap their old slippers for a brand new free pair of anti-slip ones and find out more about keeping themselves safe and well at the same time. Trade in your old worn out slippers for free. Old slippers often cause trips and falls which could lead to an unnecessary stay in hospital and loss of independence. There's no need to book. For more information visit the website falls Hertfordshire County Council or ring 0300 123 4049. The obituaries on the family announcement page this week are Jean Alexander, aged 94 years, Anthony Alston, known as Tony, aged 81 years, Joanna Connell, known as Hannah. Will Norton, known as Bill, aged 83 years. May they all rest in peace. Hemel Hempstead is tremendously excited to collect children's toys and gifts for Spread a Smile. It's now joke over 18,500 children's toys have been collected since the Access Self Storage annual Christmas campaign began. Now in its 10th year, Access Self Storage announces the launch of its 2023 charity collection, urging Hemel Hempstead locals to give someone else a Merry Little Christmas. Last Christmas, gifts were distributed across dozens of charities, and this year's collection will benefit Access Self Storage Hemel Hempstead's nomina sorry, nominated charity. Local residents and customers can donate their brand new and unwrapped toys and gifts for Spread a Smile and the children and families that they support. At their closest store or decide to donate at any of the Access Self Storage locations around the country, all gifts and toys will be accepted. Spread a Smile, Santas and his elves will distribute the toys and gifts to children and their families at the 30 plus hospitals the charity supports across the UK. The visit from Santa and his helpers or via a virtual grotto for children that can't have in-person visits is the highlight of the year. Mered Mostofian, manager at Access Self Storage Hemel Hempstead said, just buying one extra gift for Spread a Smile this Christmas can make a real difference. We know times are hard for so many right now, but even something small for a child that is unwell in hospital will help spread a smile this Christmas. Jan Albert Furry, Head of Operations at Access Self Storage, commented, Our stores work closely with their local communities and each year build upon this campaign. We hope that this 10th anniversary year will enable us to smash the 20,000 donated toys ceiling and that children in hospital across the UK 
will be treated to a gift this year from our Christmas collection. If all our customers and our local communities get behind the campaign, it will make a huge difference. Staff have already begun collecting toys and people are invited to bring their toy and gift donations into the Hemel Hempstead store between the 13th of November and the 11th of December, ahead of the charity collection and distribution in time for Christmas. We believe every child deserves a new gift at Christmas, so we are unable to take used or second-hand items for the Christmas present appeal. Lucy Jackson, Chief Executive Spread a Smile, said of the partnership, Partnering with Access Self Storage for the first time for its toy collection will mean we can spread even more magic this Christmas. It's a precious time of year and we know the Santa visits create unique and lasting memories. The support of the Access Self Storage teams, customers and their communities is truly priceless. All donations can be taken to Access Self Storage Hemel Hempstead, former Express Dairy, Rivers End Road, Hemel Hempstead, HP39AJ. A local resident is sleeping outside on a freezing winter's night for the third consecutive year to support a charity that helped turn his life around when he experienced homelessness. Samuel Stedman first took part in the Den Sleepout in 2021 to thank the charity for the support he received when he found himself homeless during the pandemic. This year's event takes place on Friday 24th of November at John F. Kennedy School in Hemel Hempstead. Every penny raised will help Dens support people facing homelessness throughout the Quorum with the charity currently celebrating its 20th anniversary. To date, Samuel has raised over £2,200 in sponsorship, a feat he is incredibly proud of. It's probably one of my biggest achievements. I'm grateful for everything that Dens has done to me, said Samuel, who is now living independently and in full-time employment. Anyone can find themselves in a tricky situation like I did, for anyone that needs the support of DENS, don't feel as though you are alone. This year's event sees a new lineup of entertainment with music, giant games, origami workshops and a fire show spectacle before participants bed down for a humbling night under the stars. With the clock ticking, Samuel is urging everyone in the community to book their places for what is set to be a special night. The event is amazing. There's always something new each year, Samuel said. Sleep rough for just one night and experience what some people go through on a day-to-day -day basis. It goes a long way. To book your places for the Den Sleep Out, please visit dens.org.uk slash sleepout. You can also sponsor Samuel by visiting justgiving.com slash page slash Samuel hyphen Stedman hyphen one six nine six two three seven three five six five five three Sunday the 3rd of December at 3 p.m. Hospice Christmas Carol Concert at St Albans Cathedral the Hospice of St Francis invites you to a magical afternoon of popular carols at the cathedral with special performances from talented local choirs, festive readings and plenty of opportunity for merry audience participation. The money raised from this concert will help the hospice to continue to provide free expert care, ensuring everyone is able to live their precious life well. For tickets, contact the Cathedral Box Office on 01727 890 290. Wednesday the 6th of December at 7.30pm, Age UK Decorum Community Christmas Concert. Age UK's Decorum's annual fundraising community Christmas concert will be at St Peter's Church, Berkhampstead, led by Father Stuart. The festival event will include music sung by the Castle Choir, 
Christmas chart toppers performed by local musicians, traditional congregational carols, and of course, mulled wine and mince pies. Seasonal readings, both sacred and secular, will be given by local celebrity guests, including comedian Robin Ince, food writer Nigel Barden, rugby commentator Miles Harrison, and High Sheriff of Hertfordshire Liz Green, and a number of other local community figures. Please come along and support the wonderful work of our local Age UK. Advanced tickets are £8 and include the mulled wine and mince pies. Berkhamsted Choral Society presents Fanfare for Christmas. Christmas music and carols for choir and audience with English Philharmonia Brass, conductor Graham Willey. Sunday the 10th of December 2023, 7pm, St Peter's Church, Berkhamsted, HP 42AX. Tickets are £20, available in advance on TicketPass, https colon slash slash tktp dot as slash e-o-r-k-a-t and on the door. Here's a couple of shows to get you in the festive mood. A Christmas Carol, audio described at Alexandra Palace Theatre on Wednesday the 13th December at 7.30 with a touch tour at 6.15pm. Keith Allen stars as Scrooge in a hauntingly atmospheric retelling of Dickens' classic Winter Ghost Story. Booking contact number 020 8365 4043. Booking contact email access at alexandrapalace.com. And Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs at Aylesbury Waterside on Wednesday, the 13th of December at 6 pm. An enchanting show with all the trademarks fun panto audience have come to know and love. Starring EastEnders and Strictly Come Dancing star James By, alongside family favourite Andy Collins. The booking contact number is 0333-009-5399. And at Watford Palace Theatre on the 13th of January 2024 at 7.30pm, Ronnie Scott's Jazz Club presents The Ronnie Scott Story. Direct from the London's world-famous jazz club and combining world-class live jazz, narration, rare archive photos and video footage, the Ronnie Scott's All-Stars take to the stage to celebrate the Ronnie Scott story. Set amongst the dive bars and jazz juke joints of London Soho, we hear about the desperate hand-to-mouth finances of the early years and the frequent police raids. We hear how Ronnie's became neutral ground within rife gang territory and their scrapes with gangsters, including the Craze, who were rumoured to have taken Ronnie and Pete for a little drive. Life at Ronnie's is evocatively reimagined through tales of the club's past visitors, from pop stars, film stars and politicians to comedians and royalty, but above all, the musicians. Mixing classic music from the jazz greats who have performed at Ronnie Scott's over its incredible 60-plus year history, alongside tales of old Soho, miscreant musicians and police raids, this is a unique evening celebrating one of the world's most famous jazz venues, its music and history. Tickets, £26. Hemel Garden Communities recently welcomed councillors from Decorum Borough Council, plus other partners, to see the new refurbished Grand Union Canal towpath between Nash Mills, Hemel Hempstead and Kings Langley. The works involved resurfacing an 800 metre area of the towpath between Nash Mills and Apsley and the River Gade Lakes, north of Kings Langley. Bushes and trees which were encroaching onto the path were also cut back, which makes it easier for people to pass each other. With the new upgraded surface, the towpath is more accessible, making it easier to walk or cycle on it, particularly in the winter months. The councillors visited during a particularly wet November morning, so it was clear to see how the new towpath surface stood up to wet weather conditions. 
Hemel Garden Communities jointly contributed to the project after receiving funding from the Department for Leveling Up Housing and Communities as part of the Garden Communities programme. The improvements were delivered in partnership with Three Rivers District Council, Decorum Borough Council and Nash Mills and Kings Langley Parish Councils, who have all contributed financially with the support of Hertfordshire County Council and the Canal and Rivers Trust. Councillor Sharon Wilkie, Decorum Borough Council's portfolio holder for place, said, It's been wonderful to see the results of this joint effort to upgrade the canal towpath between Nash Mills and Kings Langley. The works will allow more people to safely use the path for leisure or if they commute between the areas by foot or bike. It's a great addition to the area. Councillor Sarah Nelms, leader of Three Rivers District Council, adds, I'm delighted that this key section that links Nash Mills, Hemel Hempstead and Kings Langley has seen much needed improvement works. Not only does the new high quality surfacing bring health and well-being benefits, but it also enables residents to enjoy their walks by the canal even more. We are grateful to all our partners for all their efforts in making these towpath improvements possible. Two Hemel area schools have been named among the UK's best for cricket in the Cricketer Schools Guide 2024. Lockers Park and Westbrook Hay School have been included in this year's guide produced by the Cricketer magazine, which features the top 100 senior, top 50 prep stroke junior and top 20 all-girls schools for cricket in a bumper 164-page supplement. 2024 successful roll call of schools, which features both state-funded and private establishments, was finalised after an exhaustive selection process that saw a huge number submit entries for inclusion in the guide. All entries were then judged against an extensive, extensive set of criteria, which included a compelling commitment to cricket in the curriculum, facilities, fixture programmes and coaching. The cricketer gathered entries and compiled the leading lists, consulting former England star Lydia Greenway and her coaching initiative Coaching for Girls to select the top 20 all-girls schools. The Cricketer magazine editor Hugh Turberville said, Our 2024 schools guide celebrates the best cricket programmes in state and independent schools across the country. The rise of women's cricket in schools really has been a joy to behold. It is a pleasure to read the write-ups. The Cricketer produces the schools guide annually with the 2024 edition supported by Durrant Cricket. Christian Durrant, Managing Director of Durrant Cricket, said, At Durrant Cricket, our relationship with the cricketer holds immense value. Once again, they've showcased the outstanding commitment and coaching standards upheld by schools nationwide. Local GB gymnastics star Ondine Anchampong has been crowned a winner at Everyone Active's prestigious Sporting Champions Awards. Ondine triumphed in the National Champion of the Year category at the event, which was hosted by Great Britain's double world 110m hurdles champion Colin Jackson at Porchester Hall in Bayswater, London, on Tuesday, November the 7th. Celebrating those who have had career successes or who have engaged in the Sporting Champions scheme at their local Everyone Active Centre, the awards also recognise those who have helped to inspire other up-and-coming sportsmen and women. Everyone Active runs more than 230 leisure and cultural centres across the country, including Berkhamsted Leisure Centre, Hemel Hempstead Leisure Centre and Jarman Park Athletics Track, in partnership with Decorum Borough Council. The company's Sporting Champions Scheme is a sports talent development programme which supports 1,400 athletes. Now in its seventh year, the initiative has helped thousands of athletes to achieve their sporting potential by providing free access 
to Everyone Active's leisure facilities nationwide. Ondine embarked on her gymnastic journey at the age of three and utilises the facilities at Hemel Hempstead Leisure Centre. Recently, she represented Great Britain at the World Artistic Gym Gymnastics Championships in Antwerp, Belgium, achieving an impressive 13th place in the all-around competition. Her talent shone at the 2023 English Championships, where she clinched first place in the all-around, uneven bars and floor. At the 2023 British Championships, Ondine not only ascended to the title of British Beam Champion, but also secured second place in the all-around competition. The award ceremony was preceded by a mentoring workshop, led by the scheme's team of elite athletes. Olympic and Paralympic stars Lutalo Mohamed, Richard Kilty, Maisie Summers-Newton, Kadina Cox and Lauren Stedman shared their insights and experiences to help guide the sporting champions athletes in their own careers. Steve Cox, Everyone Active's contract manager said, our congratulations go to Ondine on a fantastic year and a well-deserved award. The sporting champion scheme has been very successful in providing exceptional support to emerging talent and we were delighted to showcase this. It's fantastic to see how the scheme has expanded over the years, now providing more than 1,400 athletes nationwide with access to top quality training facilities and support. As a leisure provider working in partnership with Decorum Borough Council, we feel it is important to cater for all sections of the community and we hope to continue making a real difference to our athletes' success. To find out more about the Everyone Active Sporting Champions Scheme, visit www.esportingchampions.com or follow at esportingchamps on Instagram. This week's football news. Hemel Hempstead Town exited the FA Trophy on penalties on Saturday to step four side Walsall Wood. Manager Brad Quinton took full responsibility for what he called an unacceptable performance. The sides drawing in 1-1 in 90 minutes before the NPL Division 1 side won through 5-3 on spot kicks. The Tudors were then due to return to action on Tuesday night for a home game against Bath City, played after the Gazette went to press. They'll then be at home again on Saturday as Eastbourne Borough are the visitors. Berkhamsted, meanwhile, were beaten 2-1 at Haleson Town in front of over 1,000 people on Saturday. Having conceded twice in the last 20 minutes, Matt Bateman got his first Burko goal since returning to Broadwater in the closing stages, but it was too little too late. On Saturday, Burko are at home to St Ives Town, who are just above the relegation zone, five points ahead of Burko. We're coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 7.35am and 4.02pm. For those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. If you wish to listen on Alexa, say, Alexa, open the talking newspaper skill. Alexa will ask you which broadcast you want to listen to. When prompted, reply, play the decorum talking newspaper. This part can be tricky. If Alexa offers the wrong station, just say no and then try again. For those who are listening to this week's news via a memory stick, after the music, there is the amenities section that gives details of various groups and the contact details of organisations. Then please remove your memory stick carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Seal it up firmly, turn the label over and post it back to us using any Royal Mail post box. No stamp is required. Thank you for listening. 
Until next time, it's goodbye from all your readers, the editor and Martin, your technician, for this week. It's Team One's last reading session before Christmas, and so we in Team One wish you a very Merry Christmas. Goodbye. <laughs>